This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Open to Alchemy podcast. I am so excited to be here with Natalie Wallstein. She is a career astrologer with Soulshine Astrology and the host of The Cosmic Calling, which is an amazing podcast that you have to listen to and has a new book coming out. So I'm so excited to have you here, Natalie, and dig into so many awesome topics. Yay. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is going to be super fun. So for people that are new to you and haven't heard your story, I'd love if you would just share what brought you to astrology. There's so many modalities out there that people are connected to. And I'd love if you could just share a little bit about your journey to that particular modality. Yes. So I never imagined that this was what I was going to do when I grew up. I didn't even know it was a job people could have. I thought you had to be really special to be an astrologer, like an elite psychic, or you had to have it passed down in your family or something like that, which is not the case. And so, yeah, I came to astrology after everything in my life was really falling apart. I almost died from a what that was misdiagnosed as cancer, which was kind of weird. I didn't even actually have that. I had something else. So that was a crazy situation. And uh, my relationship was falling apart. And there's just like everything kind of came crashing down in my life at one point. And it was actually meant to be, I feel like, because that's how I came into this work. I was looking for some guidance, some validation, some understanding as to why this was happening for me. <laughs> Although I would have said to me at the time. And I was reading my horoscope and that was really helping me so much, just kind of giving me some comfort that there is some order to this chaos that I was going through. And so I decided to dive even deeper into it because it was like the one shining light that I had really in my life at the time. And I discovered that we have an entire astrology chart, not just like your sun sign and your horoscope, but an entire map of where all the planets were when you were born. And it actually can tell you anything you've ever wanted to know about yourself. So it was like discovering Atlantis or something for me. And I just ran with it straight from the beginning. The main thing that I found that astrology was helping me with though, was actually my career in telling me that I was actually meant to help people on a deeper spiritual level, whereas I was working as a graphic designer at the time, which is really about making things pretty and effective communication, which was actually a perfect prerequisite to what I do now is like explaining complicated subjects in a way that's easier for people to understand. So that's why I decided to help people with their career with astrology and really empower them to make a difference in the world in a way that feels really good to, to them and also make it so that they don't feel like they're going to die with their magic still inside of them because that was a really big theme that was coming up for me at the time when I thought I had cancer and was going through all of that at that time. 
Yeah, I can totally relate to the feeling of having something deep inside of you, not being able to figure it out, connect with it, put it out into the world with so many limiting beliefs and and family stuff and, and blocks and conditioning. It can be so hard. And, you know, it's so interesting because I do human design, which has that astrology overlay that element. Of course, I know such so little about astrology, um, but it's funny the way that it sort of works together. And that is really what people want. They, For so many people, they feel driven to reach this potential from a work sense, to shine their light, to help other people. We feel like there's something we're meant to be doing and just tell me what it is already. <laughs> and so I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that journey. What is it in your chart for people that are new to astrology? And I think most people, you know, know their sun sign, or if you're a little bit more, you know, your rising, your ascendant, your, your moon, a few things. What is it in an astrology chart? I'm sure it's a lot of things that people can look to, to try to get that information while they, while they search you out and book a reading. (laughs) Yeah, so I actually look at the whole chart all together because my Mm -hmm. philosophy is I really want to help you bring together all the different parts of yourself into one thing that you can be really proud of and feel excited about. So I really try to look at like all the ways that your planets tie together to make you who you are so that you can be your whole self, not just outside of work, but also in your work. We spend so much time working, so we might as well use it as a tool for spiritual development, self-development, growth, making an impact, all those amazing things. So uh, there isn't really like one point on your chart that I would look at, but there are four major points that I do start with. I like to call it the cosmic calling formula, which would be your sun sign, the house that that's in, which will explain what fires you up the most creatively. Your sun, even though people like to say there's so much more to astrology than just your sun sign, it is still really important. It's your life force energy. So you definitely want to make sure you got that on lockdown and whatever you're doing. And then your moon sign is your emotional landscape. So this is what you need to feel truly fulfilled and safe and secure in both your life and career. And that can really point to the circumstances that you need to do your best work. Like some people really thrive working from home, for example, but we're all so different. So that's what the chart can help you narrow down. Like, what do you need to be happy? And then your rising sign or your ascendant is your identity or the role that you're here to play. I like to think of it as the work that you're physically meant to do for a living, which really helps narrow it down. So that's like, I would say like, that's your job role. And then the fourth point is your career line or your MC or midheaven are like the more technical terms for it. And that's usually at the very top of your chart. So it's kind of like the greater potential you're seeking to attain. It's really the desired outcome of your work, the influence you want to have on the world. So those four points, I really look at as like the crosshairs or like the compass rose kind of thing where it's like, here's the main essence of what you're here to do. And then I would use the other planets and aspects and other more technical things to narrow down how to do that and the way to do that in a way that would feel amazing for you. 
First of all, I'm blown away because the way that you describe it, as you said just a few moments ago, is definitely part of your special sauce because I think that astrology is one of those things that can get so technical and so many different terms and so wordy that I think it can be a little bit overwhelming to people. You either like know it very, very top level, or you have the capacity to dive deep, deep in, which you obviously do. Um, so I love the way that you just explained that. And I'm curious how you were able to develop that formula. I think a lot of people that are listening are in this soulpreneur space and they're mixing different modalities and they're trying to figure out what it is that makes them, their take on it unique, what is their unique perspective or point of view. And so I'm wondering if you could share how that methodology came to be, how you were able to sort of make that, that leap to have it be career and then craft your readings so, so well. Yeah, I used my astrology chart actually to figure of out course, how you I <laughs> was meant to be different. Yeah, exactly. So I used my own tool and I have so much Capricorn on my chart, which is like the super practical, productivity oriented, disciplined sign. So I knew that I really love spirituality. I find it so fascinating. I love learning like all the new layers of like why we're here, what we're doing, what do we do in between lives? Like that's always been so fascinating for me. But the Capricorn is so heavy. I have five planets there. So I always want to make sure that anything I'm doing with spirituality or anything really is really practical. Like you could actually use it for something that's going to help you in a very like physical everyday way. And Capricorn also happens to be the sign of career. So I knew right there that like right away that I was going to be a career astrologer and not just kind of like a standard run-of-the-mill astrologer. Um, so I started there and then really I learned how to have this formula through talking to hundreds and hundreds of people about their chart and their work situation and their dreams and goals and just seeing how it all matched up with their real life experience. So I've really been on the ground doing research about this and not just kind of like fantasizing about it or theorizing about it, but actually testing everything on real people. So I think that's made a really big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking with a girlfriend of mine earlier. She is um, sort of an executive leadership coach. And so even though we're very different in the ways that we work and, and who we help, we sort of like walk side by side with each other. And we were just both commenting on there really is no comparison to just talking to as many people as you can, doing as many sessions, having as many discovery calls, you know, really that, that intimate work with the people that you want to help. There is no substitute for that. Yeah, for real. I think that's what really helps it come full circle because otherwise it, like I said, it's just a theory. And you're yeah. like, I think this is what this means. But when you hear the whole story, it adds so much richness to the interpretations you're able to give because I can remember what that meant for someone else and the flavor and the essence of it. And like, yeah, repackage it for someone else to and like fit it into their experience, of course. So how did the book come to be? And I'm so super impressed because I have always had 
author as one of my my future manifestations and so i'm just like so in awe of people that are able to do it and put it together because i know it is one of those things that seems so incredibly glamorous and is probably really really difficult <laughs> yeah it's the most difficult thing i've ever had to do for sure and i would not have been ready for it when i originally wanted to write the book was about four years ago and honestly, I would not have been ready. So like, I think everything has prepared me to write it, all the research, all the sessions I've had, and like having to jump through a lot of hoops just to like run a business and, you know, make money and all the things you have to do in that area really, I think, helped prepare me for it. And yeah, I actually, I ended up getting a book deal because of the work I was already doing online. I was writing a lot of Instagram posts. And I think that's really, like how I was quote unquote discovered is just from like doing the writing and putting it out there. So like even that was practice for the book. So I think even if you're not actually doing the exact thing you want to do, you can always play with it and practice it. And honestly, like that's even how I worked as a graphic designer. I had a blog and I would share illustrations on there and someone just found it and they hired me and that led to hundreds of more gigs. So I think we shouldn't wait to be discovered. We have to kind of like do what we want to do in the best way we know how to right now. And then it will evolve from there into what you want to do. And it's really good practice along the way. That's such beautiful guidance. And it's true. It's like this whole idea of having this goal feeling of whatever it is that we want to achieve, but then we're not stepping into that every day and doing things that give us that feeling. It's like the exact same thing that if we want to be a writer or an astrologer or a business person, we have to take those actions every day. And then not before you know it, but over a period of time, you have now just embodied what it is that your goals were. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, of course I'm getting this opportunity. It makes perfect sense. And you're actually ready for it because I actually think more people are afraid of success than they are failure because it demands a higher level from you and growth and discipline and maturity. So you don't develop that by like sitting back and waiting. You develop that by doing the work. Right. And then depending on somebody's chart would help them really hone in on what that work is and how to do that work best. Yeah. And everyone okay. works so differently. We're wired so differently. Not everyone is made to sit at a desk all day. Some people like it, but most people don't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so keeping that all in mind, like you can have fun with it. It's not just like hard work and labor and whatever. It's more about effort. If like if nothing else. So um, yeah, that's super, super helpful to like know your style of working too. So you can cater to your strengths because a lot of us think we have to fit into like a certain way of living and working and being to like survive and be successful. And it's so not true. We can create our own game. And that's like what I love to open people's minds to. Yeah, definitely. And I love listening to your podcast because you you talk about so many different topics, but one of the reasons that I'm so attracted to it is because it really aligns with how I view things, which is in more of like a down to earth, more, more practical, if you will. It's almost just matter of fact, like, of course you have spirit guides. Of course they're helping you. Of course they're right here with you, which when you just start to view it that way, it takes away some of that, that disbelief and 
also, I think some of the fear that a lot of us have of, of all of these things that we don't really understand and we don't really know about, but we want to believe in. Yes, I'm a double Pisces. So Pisces is all about sharing my vision of the world. Mm. And yeah, that's what I'm here to do is like raise up people's belief system. Because when you believe positive thoughts, that creates your reality. And it's incredibly powerful, like what we believe and what we feed into our minds. So I'm kind of trying to like, give a vitamin dose of like high vibrations. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely receiving it. And, and are so many other people because you have a ridiculous following, super popular podcast, the book. I mean, I, would you be willing to share what your manifestation process is like? Because clearly things are working. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is I love to ask myself the question, what would be ideal? Like that is so powerful because so many of us are just trying to like get by, like I said, and we're like, well, what would be practical? I start with the dream and then I work on making it practical after that. I think like even writing in your journal what you want to happen that day instead of being like, this isn't working. This is I don't feel good about this. Like you can think it in your head before you write, but then write what you actually want to happen and it does happen. It's amazing. I'm definitely going to be trying that everybody. So stay tuned. (laughs) What would be ideal? And it's funny because I have a little whiteboard and I have what would future Lauren do up on the board. And I look at that sometimes when something comes in and it's something that I haven't done before or I haven't tried, or it feels like it's a big investment, or it feels like it's a commitment. I use human design and I check in with my strategy and authority, but I use that as a little bit of that future thinking of, you know, in two years when everything is different, how would I feel about this? Would I jump at it? Would I know it's no big deal? Would I go for it? And I love that. What would be ideal as another way to reframe your present mind to open up to future possibilities. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, it is so exciting. I know, I know. And yet we can often get get wrapped up in the minutia of the daily stuff, or it didn't happen the way that I wanted to, or this didn't go my way. And And even keeping track of weekly wins or all of the good stuff that's happening is such an important practice for people to keep their mindsets. We, and I I just wrote a post about this earlier this week that, I mean, we are biologically wired to look for the bad and look at the negative to keep us safe. But I feel like the lion is not coming anymore. So let's, let's focus (laughs) on the positive and call it to us. But that is like a real shift that people have to make. It's true. It's really hard. It's like a practice. I still fall into negative thoughts all the time. It's just that I've gotten better at noticing that. And then I'm like, wow, that doesn't feel good. Like, what if we affirm like how I actually want to feel? And it's like a spaceship that takes you there instantly. Gratitude and appreciation. Like, it's incredible. Mm, And so simple. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's the other thing. We love to make things complicated and it's almost like, well, just try the simple thing and see if it works. And then all of a sudden you're like, 
oh my gosh, what have I been doing with all my time? Yeah, that's another thing I like to ask myself a lot is what if this was super easy? Yeah. And that unlocks so many ideas you wouldn't have thought about because we think we have to like work so hard to make a difference. But it's really our energy and our vibration that attracts people towards us. It's like living the embodiment of what you want for your clients or the world and then like you become that and people see that and your energy is really what raises people up it's not always like the perfect marketing strategy and facebook ads and seo like that stuff's great but it really starts with your mindset that you're in absolutely and then that's when the alignment starts to happen that's when all of a sudden all of these things start to come in that you that you've called in and they feel like they're the perfect thing but it's because you've done all that groundwork you've laid all that foundation of positivity and gratitude and doing the work and it's this beautiful web of things that happen and just it's incredible to watch what you've accomplished is this like when you dreamed about what it was going to be when you started, like what, I'm so curious what you had in your mind. Was this, was this on your vision board? Yeah, kind of. So that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. It's actually way better than I ever imagined though. (laughs) Like I was at rock bottom when I started my business. I was incredibly sick. I was always in pain for about three years. So really like all I had left was my vision and my dreams. And that's where the idea of journaling about what I want to happen came in. Cause there's so much I could have complained about, but it wasn't going to get me anywhere. I was like living in my dad's moldy basement newly broken up and I thought I was gonna get married and yeah so many things fell apart so like really I had nothing else but to dream about what I wanted to happen and slowly it did happen and it's yeah that's really what it started with is just belief that things could get better that's amazing and it's just super inspiring I think for anybody listening that is feeling stuck or feeling burnt out or feeling overwhelmed which is really practically everybody right now with the past year and a half that we've had and even with everything going on from a global perspective people are still living their life and trying to pursue their dreams and trying to make things better for themselves and their family and I think sometimes it just takes the right thing or person at the right time to spark that in them, which is why I love this work, the work that you're doing that so many of us are doing to just help people look inside and see all of the amazing gifts that they have to offer. And it does take a little leap of faith, right? To know that that you have something, that you're meant for more, that you are are here for a reason that maybe you don't understand, you can't tap into at the moment, but that's why all these different tools are available to help you with that when you're unclear. Yeah, that's what I really do for people is validate what they're already feeling and what they already want for themselves. And I'm like, yeah, you signed up to actually have that. So you're the one who's not allowing yourself to have it. 
and you're allowed to have your work be easy and fun and exciting and here's how so i think that the how is like the part we get so stuck on and thank goodness for astrology it really does like lay out the framework of where to get started with it of course we still have to fill in the blanks and do the research and have the experiences it doesn't take that part away from you which i think is wonderful we don't want to know everything that's going to happen that'd be so boring but it just yeah it gives you so much validation so you can just like take that leap of faith and go for it right it right it gives you that permission that's sort of like here it literally is written in the stars you've got it you can do it <laughs> yeah it's so cool because i mean a lot of times i am telling people things that maybe they didn't think about before but for the most part they already know this deep inside they just are doubting themselves and do you think that that is part of the human experience to have that doubt and overcome it? Absolutely. Even in astrology, like all the planets go into retrograde all the time. So we're meant to be confused. Confusion is part of the process. It's not like something's wrong with you or you're broken that you don't know your next step. We need to kind of float around in it for a while to find that like light switch. And it makes it even more amazing when you do find it because you really appreciate it so much more when you do have that clarity. And I'm wondering, so I've dug in just a little bit to Chiron and I know that's the wounded healer, right? Yes. So how does that come up for you? Because I've heard people describe it as that's sort of like, like the muck that you have to go through that is part of what you're here to overcome. How do you see that and use that? Yes, I'm obsessed with Chiron. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you brought it up. It's one of the more deep points on the chart. Like usually when I get to Chiron in a reading, there's going to be tears because it's really your deepest wound that you've carried with you from past lives. I have done a lot of research on like past life healing and Uh, What I've kind of gathered from that is we form conclusions about our life and what it meant or what certain actions meant, and we could be incorrect in our perception of that. So Chiron is a way to kind of correct that. So for example, you could believe that you're never going to be supported. So then you're not going to ask for support. Like if you have Chiron and Taurus, for example, is one that a lot of people have that I work with. Um, So you're here to really heal from this wound by showing yourself that you're going to be okay. A lot of times Chiron is actually how you might have died in a past life or your life got ruined in that way. So we really shy away from repeating those experiences, of course, because like deep down our soul remembers that that situation did not turn out well for us. So we'll mirror that in other situations in our lives that kind of have a similar energetic frequency, whether it's like asking for the money you need or speaking up and sharing your voice or allowing yourself to have space held for you. These are like really popular ones that come up for people in our generation that's living right now. And it really can hold you back if you don't work to heal from your Chiron. It's like makes us very unreasonable about things because we're like have that illusion that everything's going to be terrible. So it's really helpful to know what your Chiron sign and house is so that you can notice when you're falling into that like unreasonable side of things. Like we feel like we're going to die if we do that thing that we're afraid of, but it's also the key 
for us to heal others. So I like to think of Chiron as also your healing gift. It's something that you are so used to dealing with that you know what it feels like for other people who also have a similar fear. It might not be their Chiron, but I think like speaking your voice and asking for your worth, those are common themes a lot of us have to deal with. So yeah, we it's kind of like our ticket to healing humanity at the same time. So there is definitely a bright side to it. I mean, could you just imagine a world where the language that you're speaking was how we all, what we all knew about ourselves, <laughs> the tool that we use to all interact, engage, do our self-worth. I mean, that would just be incredible. Yeah, it kind of brings tears to my eyes, which is such a Pisces thing to say. Right. <laughs> all, everybody says we're always crying. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Sagittarius and I also often cry. So I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I was just thinking with the human design, one of the things I love about it is that it does give you this, this language and vocabulary for expressing who you are that maybe you weren't able to really put your finger on. And so I've just started to use that language when I'm describing things or when I'm engaging with somebody or the reason I'm saying no to something or the reason I'm saying yes. And it's just such a valuable tool. And, and so I'm just thinking about all of these different ancient, ancient wisdoms that have been around for eons and how blessed and gifted we are to have them if and how amazing it would be if we were like really incorporating them i try to look at my kids chart you know i look at my husband's but like if that was really the foundation for our social emotional learning that would be pretty pretty badass <laughs> yes that's my dream that's why i work way too hard cuz that's the world i really want to help create and i think like in our history, it might have been 13,000 years ago for all I know, but there was a time when we did cultivate people's soul gifts from a young age because we were looking into things like their soul blueprint and really like fostering those strengths like early on. So then you're not sitting there wondering what's my purpose. You're living it, you're growing and you're contributing to the world with those gifts. Like imagine if everybody who is in charge of solving the world's problems was like literally born to do that. It would be such an amazing world. Yeah. And we wouldn't spend so much wasted time and energy and effort doing something that wasn't aligned for us. We would all be doing the things that truly authentically lit us up and we were the best at and we were designed created for and then we let other people do the things that they're best suited for and then what a beautiful symbiotic society that could be now I'm yeah. like looking off into the distant future about like how do, how do we make that happen <laughs> yeah one day at a time because we don't want to stress ourselves out doing it too because that's kind of like besides the point you know <laughs> we want to feel right. good while we change the world so I think it's definitely coming like I have so much hope the conversations I have with people on a daily basis really shows me that we are so aware like so much more than people realize 
And so, like, it all really depends on who you talk to. Like, if you talk to certain people, you might think the world's ending and everything's falling apart. And if you talk to other people, they say it's coming together finally. So who you surround yourself with is super important, too. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I cut people out in terms of news and media and social. Like, that's my full-time job because I have got to just create (laughs) this place of of health and sanity. I can feel the difference immediately if I see something that that is misaligned for me. My whole body just knows the difference. Yeah, you're like, this is not the world I wanna live in. So I, I was like, don't put your attention on it then as much. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to be like a responsible citizen and whatnot, but there's so much like we have no power over or control over. I don't think we're meant to like each of us know everything that's going on in the world. That's like one of the downfalls of technology, I think, is like sometimes we're a little too connected. You could just be living your nice little life in your own little bubble, but and doing your soul work and making a huge difference if you weren't so distracted. Oh my gosh, that is the ultimate. The distractions from things that you absolutely have no control over have have really no business knowing. I mean, we were not we are not equipped from a mental standpoint to know what is happening on all corners of the world at all time. Like that's just not clearly what what is in our highest and best and then you do get that sense of well, I do want to stay informed and I do want to make a difference and I'm empathic and I'm compassionate and like all of these feelings get get all mixed together. And then that's exactly what happens is you get pulled off of where you can actually make a difference in your daily life with your family, with your community, doing your soul work because you have your your eyes and your heart in all these different places. Yeah, I think of how with Reiki, it raises your vibration and you become like this beacon for other people when you become attuned to that. And that really is how it is. Like you raise your vibration and you could like literally not do anything and just being there and shining bright and loving your life and choosing to empower yourself by doing what you actually love to do. Like that alone is so powerful. Absolutely. And we need more of that message going out and being heard and being received. I would love to hear what's next for you. I heard recently that you were um, doing some angel work. And so anything else on the horizon? I'm just always trying to learn new things. I am a Sagittarius rising. So Sagittarius, we love to learn. <laughs> yes. It never ends. So yeah, I'm just always geeking out about a lot of different things. And at the same time, just trying to streamline my business so that it can kind of like handle itself a little bit better so that I can have more time to just keep learning. I'm fascinated by Kabbalah and past life healing and energy work and many things that I don't actually do in my work, but it contributes to my philosophy around astrology and how it connects to other aspects of ourselves, like our energy body and everything because the planets really do affect and correlate with everything. So I just like to kind of like tie it it all together more for myself Mm. and then share it with others as I figure things out. Mm, That's so beautiful. And I think that that's such an incredible part of what we're here to do is, you know, you take in something and then you never know how it 
it becomes layered into the information that you are then sharing with others. So I think that's so beautiful and it is so fun because there's so many amazing things to learn. So why not, right? (laughs) Yeah. I think one thing that's really important is that it's really exciting to pursue your calling and like become more successful and all of these things, but it's really important to take your time at the same time. Like so many people want to rush to that moment where it all comes together. But I think we need to slow down and take our time more and tune in more. And one of the biggest things I'm trying to promote this year is like take time off because my greatest realizations have come from taking time off. It could just be like a day or a week or two weeks. Sometimes it's like a month for me and I'm like, wow, I haven't really been working, but I've been growing on a different level. And again, it raises your vibration. It makes your work so much more powerful when you can create that space for yourself to like really tap into what's next for you, what you're meant to focus on now, instead of getting lost in the busy work, which I love doing as well. But it's not always great for me to just like keep moving the cogs when there's like bigger visions and downloads that are waiting to come in, but we're not making space to listen to them enough because we make ourselves too busy. So that's another thing that I like to use astrology to help promote because the planets really show us that there is a time for everything. And if we work with that and we surrender into that, the universe will just carry us right where we're meant to go. We don't need to push or grasp or hustle. It just will like come to us because it's meant for us in the first place. That's so beautiful. And also I'm just thinking that how conditioned we are to always be filling our time and be busy and have a to-do list of the things that we've crossed off. We're all looking for that, that proof, that validation that I did something. See, I mattered today. I accomplished something. And I'm wondering how you were able to cultivate giving yourself permission, having such a busy business like you do. Was it hard to, to take the foot off? gas? Is it hard to, to take that time? How did you make that shift? It's like the hardest thing in the world because <laughs> <laughs> I love what I do so much. It's like I get high off of it, really. So it can be hard to stop that. But I think I've done a lot of research on how a lot of our tendencies around overworking, they've been programmed into us, actually. And it's not even our fault. So I think that was really helpful. I read the book. I think it's just called Burnout. I think that's what it's called. And it's like about how women are affected by burnout and how it's like really embedded in our culture. So you really have to fight so hard against it to come out of it. I think it's one of our greatest challenges on earth right now is like, reprogramming ourselves away from the mentality of always needing to be working and always needing to be busy and overvaluing the physical effort when it's like those downloads the feminine flow that really opens you up to what you want to receive so much faster so it's been like a really hard lesson i've had to learn the hard way through multiple bouts of burnout and so even like today i notice myself it's like a natural tendency to over schedule things so i really have to like make sure i start off each day creating space for myself 
so that I can rewire because it's like more natural to do what doesn't feel good. <laughs> so I think that's a hard thing that we're all, I think a lot of us are going through that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. In fact, I have something that I'm supposed to do after this. And about two hours ago, I was just checking in and I said to myself, I know this is a great opportunity and I have overscheduled myself this week and piled a lot of things in that have all been tremendous. And I'm so grateful that I've been busy and had a lot of really fun and cool opportunities as this other thing I'm sure would be. And I just reached out to the person and I said, I'm, I'm just really feeling depleted and I don't, I'm not going to be able to make it. Please, you know, please invite me to the next one. And of course they're so compassionate, handled it with such grace as we should. And I was really proud of myself for doing that because the old version of me would have never wanted to miss out on a business building opportunity. And this version of me says enough is enough for today. And I'm not going to show up with the energy that I want to bring anyway. So I shouldn't even go. Yes. Oh, amazing. I love that so much. It's just like kind of stopping the circuit for a moment and being like, oh, does this actually feel good? Like it sounds good on paper, but does it feel good today? And that's hard for a lot of us, I think. So good job. Yeah, I know. I'm like, where's my little gold star? I feel really good about (laughs) that. I feel good about that. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I would love if you could share how everyone can find you, find the book, the podcast, book a reading, all that fantastic stuff. Yay. Thank you so much. If you're interested in learning how to decode your own astrology chart and understand how you work best, what you're really here to do, and the best way for you to do it in a way that's fun and exciting and high vibe then I would love for you to check out my book. It's available for pre-order right now, and it's called Find Your Cosmic Calling, A Guide to Discovering Your Life's Work with Astrology. You can pre-order it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or pretty much anywhere. And if you pre-order before January 4th, which is when it actually comes out, you will get a bundle of goodies from me, including a meditation and a workbook that will help you begin to bring the pieces together of what you're here to do and kind of tap into it more on that energetic level so that when you get the book, you're ready and rearing to nail it down. So you can pre-order it and then go to soulshineastrology.com book. And there's a form on that page that you would put your receipt details and then you'll get all of those awesome things. I cannot wait to do that. And I love that early January launch. That is so exciting. That is like prime time, right? New year, new you, everybody's going to want that. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard actually that like so many people have lo- like left the workforce this year. Yeah. In the last few months and they don't want to go back. So I was always like, you know, I want this book to come out like 5 years ago. Um, but now I'm seeing how it's really lining up with when it's really going to be the most needed. So I'm really excited about it. All in divine timing, of course. Oh, I know. I know. And now I'm like, "Oh, just trust the timing, trust the timing." But thank you for that beautiful reminder and real life example of, yeah, five years ago, we were in a completely different place. And now how much more ready are people for the beautiful work that you have to offer? So yeah, it just hits different after a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, a hundred percent. Thank you again so much for being here. And I can't wait to check out the book.
Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.